Hey, it's Chell. And Josh. And welcome, welcome to, to the Unstuck, Unstuck Institute. Institute. Stuck in a day job you hate? Not sure how to start and grow your own business? The Unstuck Institute podcast is all about helping you take your next step on the road to working for yourself. Hey, 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 Unstuckers. It's Chell coming at you. Oh, and I think I see Josh there too. What's up, dude? I, I'm here. I'm, I'm right over here. I'm a disembodied voice for the listeners, but I'm here. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> Guys, we are coming at you with another hot topic. Fresh off the press, we're talking about CRMs, what they can do, what they are, how you can use them, and how we use them. Josh, what are CRMs? What, is yes. that, what does that stand for? Customer Relationship Manager. It sounds like a person. It does. I guess and you could hire a person to do such <laughs> thing, but... Uh, but a customer relationship manager is a uh, a piece of software, and there's so many versions of it, which we'll get into. But like, it's a piece of software that just keeps you organized. And if you're just starting out, you might think like I did when I started out my business, and I saw other people being very confused about like, where do I know this person from? I don't remember. Um, and I was like, how would you ever get into a position where you didn't recognize your customers? Now, I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> so. It's good to uh, offload that information. Like when you have two customers, of course you remember them. But when you have hundreds of customers that come out of the woodwork once every six months to a year like I do, it's helpful to have some notes. So that's where a customer relationship manager comes into play. At its most basic level, it is there to just be notes on who this person is and what your previous interactions with them have been. I think taking that real quick into every aspect of your business so yes with customers but also like if you have people in the business world take notes yeah no if you have like people in the business world like take note of where you know them from because i think that that's really important to continue to build that relationship both with your customers and with potential like b2b interactions so just quick side note guys take notes and actually in college there was this like networking expert Oh, what was his first name? His last name was Shipley. I vividly remember that. Very nice guy. But he took people's business cards and wrote like a little like quick jot note on like what they do and like how he met them and like what their cat's name was so that like next time he like reached out to them, he's like, oh yeah, how's Sally the cat doing? You can write silly things like that in your customer notes. But I think that that really makes a difference if you remember something seemingly silly but that really stuck out to you and i think that that's that's important for customer relationships as well yeah i mean you can do those sorts of personal notes too because like of course you don't remember everything but it shows you care because you either care enough to remember or you care enough to have written it down and look it up before our next meeting because you care the person who doesn't care is the person who's like Right. What's your name? Frank? Hey, Frank. <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry, Fred. Hi, Fred. <laughs> you know, that's clearly the person who's just too busy for you. But if you show up, you know their name and you know a little bit about what you talked about last time, whether it's like a business to business networking opportunity or a customer, it's just going to really show that you're the type of person who cares. So it's really important to do. There's there's a lot of different softwares that do these kinds of things. Yeah. Rachel. There's just so many, and and many of them do a lot of added bells and whistles that we'll get into. But at the basic level that we're talking about right now, 
there are some free versions that you already have access to probably on your phone or on your computer that can do this basic stuff, right? Yeah. So I think contact lists on your phone are a great place to start. And that's, I think it depends on your business, right? Like if you want someone to have your phone number in that way, shape or form. So for me, that would probably not be most ideal in working with clients, but I think having them in a group on your phone. I know for me, like sometimes I'll use like little emojis to denote where I know someone from and that can be really beneficial. So it can be as simple as that, especially if you're first starting out. You don't need to spend a ton of money on some of these softwares that are out there. Another really good way is to use either Excel, Numbers, or Google Sheets. I think that that's a really good start because you can put in a ton of information and leave yourself a spot for notes that may get a little bit cumbersome and a little bit challenging if you're just using your your contacts part of your phone. So Josh, on a CRM like system, it denotes like what you want to put in, right? So like on an Excel doc, what would be your top things to put in that you would want to know about your clients? Yeah, sure. And I would do this either in an Excel doc, like you say, or just the notes section of the contacts app on my phone. To your point real quick, the contacts app, I put all my customers in my phone's contacts. But as we talked about on a previous episode of the Unstuck Institute, I have a Google voice number. So even though the contact resides in my phone, I can call out via my business line. Um, And so you could do that too if you don't have a business number yet, anyone out there. But yeah, I whether it's in the notes section of the contacts app or the Excel spreadsheet, which I started with, quite honestly, way back, I, I want their name and number, obviously, right? Their address might be important to you depending on the type of business. Like I go to people's houses, so yes, it is. I put the date that they that I'm basically inputting this information, the date they became a client, just so I know how long they've been with me. I put who referred them if I know, if I can find out, whether it's a Google search a friend, a networking group contact, something like that. If it is a friend, uh, side note, I I make them tell me who it is if they can <laughs> so that I can send the, that friend a gift nice. card uh, and thank them for their uh, referral. And those are the biggest things that I would put into that. And then you can do stuff that's like business specific, you know, like I might have notes that's like they have three laptops in this household one for Fred, one for Edie, and one for What are Doug. these names? <laughs> I just took some family names right out, <laughs> to be honest on that one. <laughs> but um, but then you just know, like, okay, you got three laptops. Like, next time I pick up the phone with them, I'm like, oh, cool, the son's laptop is bugging out. That's the HP laptop, right? So, like, for me and my business, that's the kind of information I want some extra info on. For every business, that's going to be different. But I don't sit there and fill out this form with a customer, you know, <laughs> it just after an interaction, I sit down and I go, what's everything I know that just happened. And I try to put it in if it's useful. Um, that way next time I'm like, Oh, Hey Frank. Yeah. Got it. Doug's HP laptop. Right. Got it. All right. You know, and that again, just shows I, I care because I'm not just going, wait, you have, you have another laptop. What's going on? You do know? you care? You called Fred Frank. Do, do I care? I don't even know. I don't even know anywhere. I don't have the CRM in front of me. Uh. I think that that's really interesting that you ask for so much information. So when I was physically cooking for clients, I did ask for that much information because I needed it. 
And now mm-hmm. that it's shifted virtually, the only information that I really need, ideally their first name, I mean, yes, definitely their first name. Their last name, not <laughs> necessarily, I don't think. Definitely mm-hmm. an email address because that's king. I don't really need a phone number because we can meet via Google or meet on Zoom. But I think key is knowing where they found me so I can Mm -hmm. put them into like a certain list. It's definitely different when you're online now that I've like seen both worlds. Uh, But I think as long Mm -hmm. as you have those three pieces of information, that's super key. And for me, whether or not they are a potential client or a practitioner that I could work with in a different capacity. Yeah. And it depends for me, the setting, how much information I get. If they come to my shop, I have them fill out a form that says like, Hey, you're not going to sue me if I try to fix your computer and fail, Yeah, you know, like covering my ass kind of form. But then I also go name, address, phone number, email. All yeah. this stuff. So boom, they just give it up. They give it up. It's great. Think <laughs> of that 90s song. Won't you give it up to me? You should have that playing in the background while they fill out their forms. I do. I always do. Um, it's, it's a, it's, it's part of the procedures. That Excellent. <laughs> And, and whether you're doing a, a, an Excel sheet or your phone contacts, you know, you can, you can decide how much information and what information is useful to you, but always, always, always just have a blank note section. Cause that's just super helpful to be like, Hey, they were last in last September. I did this. They mentioned they have a cat. How's Sally the cat? Right? Exactly. So just good, good stuff to know. And I always just fill in that note section after any interaction unless I'm totally swamped and then I'm pretty bad at it. <laughs> but if I, if I can, I try to go, okay, what ha- what just happened? So in case you need to look back and it's also just good in case you need to look back in case there's trouble too. You know, if somebody's like, I already paid that invoice. Then you're like, I don't see that record or, you know, whatever. If you get in the habit of taking notes, you're just like, Oh, I know what happened, whether it was just a, a personal thing or a who referred them, but also a, what services I performed for them. Right? Definitely. You can, like you said, definitely do that either, on your contacts list or in any kind of spreadsheet software. But there are also softwares with more bells and whistles. So what else, what are the bells and whistles, man? There are so many bells and whistles. (laughs) Um, I don't even know all of them. They just, uh, the one I use, it's also an invoicing software, right? Which is very useful to have your CRM, which has all your customer information also be your invoicing software because then you're not having to waste a bunch of time like transposing information like i need to invoice fred or frank or whatever the heck his name is and <laughs> and, the, and i have to look up all his information so i send it over here if if the same piece of software does both that's a real time saver and so that's why a lot of crms do way more than the basic level we're just talking about anymore. A lot of the softwares that you might pay for because the value of combining functions uh, really helps. Other other bells and whistles are like, you know, mass email things like, like MailChimp or whatever that can do that mass emailing stuff. If you're an online business like, like Chell is, that's very important. For me at JBit, that's less important. And then there's also the, the automations, right? So like in my CRM, my business, the automations are great because it can remember to send a checkup email uh, to the client like two days after I send them home with their uh, computer. And I always just send that out to be like, hey, how's it working? Anything come up? Because I'd rather have them 
reach out again to get something fixed that wasn't quite fixed the way they expected or answer a question than have them stew about it and go, that didn't, that left a bad taste in my mouth, right? It's hard to keep up with that. So I just have my CRM automatically send an email a couple of days after and say, hey, how did everything go? Is there anything wrong? Anything you need help with? A, shows I care, even though I do care, but I didn't actually put time into it because it happened automatically. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and it, it lets me cut off any anything that might have gone wrong. And then three, it also lets me screen because if people write back and they go, oh, it was so amazing and it's just so great and it's working so well, then I go, ah, you're a good client to hit up for a testimonial and a Google review. That's all in a workflow that automatically triggers. It either sends an email or alerts me to do something or whatever within the program. So those kinds of things that can just keep you on track if you've got a certain workflow or automatic things that need to happen every time or almost every time, those can be initiated, which is grand. Yeah. <laughs> and I think really understanding your platform that you're working with is important because if you guys remember a couple of maybe like two months ago on Cash Fry, I was really frustrated because I couldn't figure out how to start a freaking automation. But if you mm -hmm. just if you just take some time and really understand your CRM, it'll be good to you. It yeah. Will. So just take some time and understand it if you are using something a little bit more complicated. And if you don't think that it connects to another platform that you're using, definitely check out Zapier, Zapier, however you want to say it, because that's usually a good way to be able to link whatever you're doing to your CRM and make it a lot more seamless for you so that it looks like Josh said, it looks like you care, but you're not having to put any more time or effort into it, especially when you're getting bigger. Yeah. And if you're going to shop around some recommendations for you, one, obviously, what does it keep track of or what is it capable of that's important to you? You know, is, is the mass emailing important to you? Is invoicing important to you? Can you customize the the spreadsheet cells basically, you know, the like what information you're collecting, is that customizable or what does it collect that you need? These are all kind of just basic ways to to judge a CRM against what you need as you're looking around. But some things that you might not think of, uh, challenges hinted at one, what are its connections with other software? A lot of software these days have integrations with other things. So as long as it can connect to Zapier, you've got a lot of options, um, but also see what it's got natively. Like what does it automatically do? Like does it connect with your website software very well so that you can have a web form on your website that when somebody fills it out, it automatically goes into your CRM? If not, does it connect to Zapier so you can do it that way? Like look at what those connections are with the other softwares you use so that, you know, you can be like, oh, this CRM and this CRM look like they both do what I need, but this one doesn't connect with my website and this one does. Boom. Now you know which one you want to use, right? Yeah, that's a fantastic point. And I think it's really interesting that yours also has invoicing, Josh, because I didn't even think of that like as, I don't know, as an addition to being a CRM. I always thought of them as like different platforms. So just to reinforce what Josh said, think about what you need and make an informed decision. Uh, to be completely honest, I'm using the current CRM because it was recommended by a business coach that I'm no longer working with. And honestly, it's kind of a shit platform. I'm not going to call anyone out, but it's kind of a shit <laughs> platform. Um, and I needed it because it connected with ClickFunnels when I was using ClickFunnels. 
definitely mm-hmm. think through why you're using your CRM, what you need out of it. And again, just to reinforce your point, if it connects to your website, even better. Here's, here's a note that I think is a must. When you're looking at a CRM, look at what their exporting options are. Because if you get trapped like Chell did in something that's not something you really like, you want to make sure you have an exit strategy. And if your exit strategy is I have to manually type out the information from old CRM into new CRM, that's going to suck. Now, most of them have a good export strategy, but I'm sure not all of them. So you just want to make sure that like, hey, should I need all this information off? Can I just click a button that says export (laughs) and then import that into another program? Or is this going to be a total disaster for me and take up my whole week to <laughs> reprogram? Because yeah. even even if you have a good CRM, it's software, right? And it takes teams to up to keep it running and keep it useful and blah blah blah. And maybe maybe the software you have is good this year, but it's not good in five years. So you just want to make sure that you have an option to to always jump ship to something else. You're not locked in forever because they have your information locked up. Yeah. You know, that's a fantastic point. so on that note one thing i use that you know they're not they're not giving us money for this but i i do like them so i'll shout them out is 17 hats um it's made for the super small solopreneur type business it was actually made by a freelance photographer and so it's made for the freelancer for the super small business it's not perfect uh for it but it is definitely good enough and at the time you all know from listening to this show that I do my research. So I had a whole spreadsheet with a point system on, on who I liked and why I liked them. Um, and 17 hats won that race, which is why I use them. Yeah. They do the invoicing automations. They got some basic bookkeeping based on being able to track invoices and whatnot. All the data entry on the customers is completely customizable. So I can do all the basics name, um, address, email address, phone number, all that stuff. But I can add, a bunch of fields for just whatever I want, if I'd like. And a nice part about 17 hats too, I just found out and just started using is that if you pay for one subscription, you can have multiple companies nice. in there. So now I have one for JBit and one for 505 Songworks um, to keep track of different things. So, And if any of you are checking out 17 hats, just reach out to us on Instagram because I think they have a referral program where I can get you a discount oh, as a user. So. I'll offer that straight up. I don't think I get anything out of it, but you can get a discount out of it. So how about that? You're flexing real hard right now, Josh. (laughs) Flexing real hard. (laughs) I know. If you want to send me the money from your discount, then then I'll get something out of it. So how about that? (laughs) (laughs) I don't think that's how that works. (laughs) No? Uh, I I just want money. (laughs) Other people's preferably. (laughs) So I'm actually a super huge fan of MailChimp. Uh, mostly because it connects to my site and I have a Squarespace site and it works Mm -hmm. really, really well with Squarespace now that they've like collabed. But I think it's just a very simple platform and it's free for like, I don't know, the first couple of hundred of people that you have on your, your list. You can do automations, you can do campaigns. I think especially if you're first starting out that that's a fantastic place to start. I know that there are a bunch of others out there and I'm not going to call out the name of the one that I'm currently using that I'm eh with. But like, if you're starting out, I think MailChimp is perfect to to start on. And you can export from there. 
for sure, for sure. Excellent. Excellent. And if you're a casual Friday listener, you know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> the Unstuck Institute podcast is brought to you by Chell's Save Time in the Cucina mini course. Experiencing decision fatigue, feeling uninspired to cook, resorting to pre-made meals and ordering in more than you'd like. Check out my Save Time in the Cucina mini course to learn time-saving cooking skills so that even on busy weeknights, you can get a meal on the table in 30 minutes or less. Check out the link in the show notes to learn more. The Unstuck Institute podcast is also brought to you by our awesome new life book. Want to get a handle on your life and where you're going? Lack of productivity keeping you down? Download our free workbook to get clear on where you want to go in life and use the Lifebook system to keep yourself on track and be more productive in your life. Download the Unstuck Institute Lifebook today at www.unstuck.institute slash lifebook. Remember, it's free. It's time for a recap. One, you don't need to spend a ton or any money to track information. Two, figure out what you need to track from your customers and form a habit to collect that information. Three, find a CRM that already works with the software that you're using and does what you need it to do. And that's a wrap on episode 124. Website and show notes are at www.unstuck.institute. And remember to follow us on Instagram at unstuck.institute. Check out episodes one, two, and three to learn more about the Unstuck Institute, Josh, and myself. And if you'd love our podcast and would like to help us out, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps out the show a ton. Leave us a five-star written review to be entered in a drawing to win a 30-minute brainstorming coaching sesh with me and Josh. For instructions on how to leave a review, go to our website, unstuck.institute. And we'll talk to you next week when we'll be talking about budgeting for solopreneurs. Building a customer experience does not happen by accident. It happens by design. Claire Muscat. I just came back to muskets. I think it's muscut. Muscut. There's a terrible grape in the South called muscadine grapes. I don't know what the fuck they do with them, but they taste like a booger and they have seeds in the middle. The skin is really thick. The grapey part tastes like a booger and they have seeds. It's the worst fucking grape ever. Uh Uh-huh.